You know what he likes to put it in? Oh, what? He calls it the psycho dia. Oh, he no. It, he, he, put put the, he put it in a, a quesadilla. <laughs> Okay, we're live, we're good, we're on air. Okay, all right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast, episode number two. This time, this time we, uh, the audio is actually working. Last time you, time. <laughs> last time we used the camera audio just through the camera, and so today we actually got it set up and stuff you can't see, but it's set up. <laughs> and uh, today we got on uh, Big Texas. Yes, sir, that's me, I am in the building. In he, fact, physically informed right here in the seat. He is a uh, local San Antonio rapper, and uh, he has proficient knowledge of psychedelics, which we're also going to dive into today. Ooh, let's get it. So, first thing before I start a podcast, I'm going to have you pick three numbers between 1 and 100, and whatever three numbers you land on, you're going to answer those questions. Awesome. I'm ready. Um, one. One. What's the toughest decision you made today? The toughest decision I've made today... Um, waking up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that was oh, that was a very tough decision. I was I was ready to be late for work. I was like, I'm just I'm just gonna call in, but then I was like, Nah, yeah. let's do it. Let's do it. Another, another number. Um, uh, seventy-seven. What's one thing you wake up to in the middle of the night worrying about? If the world is ending. The world is ending in the middle of the night. Yes. Well, I guess really it depends on my dream. But, like, recently I've had a lot of crazy dreams. Not necessarily. Like, not necessarily that the world was ending, but, like, some catastrophic event was going down in my dream. So I wake up up like, holy shit. It's not too far off. Yeah. (laughs) I was about to say. This is very close. Very, very aligned with what's going on in 2020. Final number? 99. 99. Oh, 99. What are you ready to let go of? My ego. Your ego. Okay. That's kind of part of your character, though, no? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, oh, I wouldn't even necessarily say a part of my character. I would just think everyone in general, you know, is just trying to, you know, get rid of their, you know, ego. And yeah. I feel like that's the only way you can really see the, who you truly are is just dive it like getting rid of all the sense of who you think you are in turn makes you realize who you actually are it's very backwards but yeah makes sense either that or most people are have very inflated egos and they have, i think if you don't have an ego you probably won't go nowhere yeah that's definitely true i think <laughs> most people start out with like a massive ego and if you and then they like get their platform or get their like stuff up and then they like Take a step back and they're like, you know, that might have been a little toxic. And then yeah. They, then they work on themselves. And after. they rebuild themselves, yeah. Because yeah. you definitely have to have a big ego to realize that, you know, you, you aren't your ego. And um, I think I learned that at a very young age. Um, definitely in like just heavy psychedelic usage when I was a kid. Um, How old were you when you first took a psychedelic? Like 15 or 16. 15, yeah. yeah. I was just fucking in my room tripping balls just what, thinking about the what, universe what psychedelic was it um i think i took acid for the first time so ls pure lsd yeah um i did have some experiences with like research chemicals so it would be like like 2ci 2 
TCI, in bones, stuff like that nature. If you're into psychedelics, you I can have no them. idea what any of that. So means. they're psychedelic <laughs> compounds. Um, okay. They're not necessarily pure LSD. Um, they make you have a, a psychedelic experience, but it's not LSD. Yeah. Um, some are good for you. Some don't harm you, and then some of them can be really bad for you. Yeah. Um, half the time, I probably didn't really know what I was taking. I know some of them. I know I never really tested them, but from what you know, the dealer or whoever was giving giving them to me at the time would tell me it's like this is not LSD, this is two CR or two CB or LSA, and uh, you know some of them. I mean, nothing bad ever has happened to me. I mean, I've obviously had bad trips and I've had yeah. like you know, but the basis of my bad trips were my ego deaths. It wasn't like I was physically like yeah. ah like bleeding out of my ears or you know throwing up. What were the <laughs> what what were you say they were again? The terms they're called psychedelic research chemicals. No, no, no. The the, the letters though. He said also oh, there's there's a there's a shit ton of them. So but it, to name a few, there's two ci, there's inbome, and then. And a, LSD one something like those that? stand for something. Yeah, they all stand for something. They are they're all like their their acronyms for their. So would that be like any correlation to like THC or CBD or anything? Like yeah, that? it'd be With like weed? the same correlation. Yeah, the same thing. So I'm gonna preface this. I know nothing about psychedelics, <laughs> so I'm gonna be completely ignorant. So don't roast me if I do something. Stupid. Yeah, no, no. Most of the thing is, most people are very ignorant when it comes to psychedelics. And- the extent of my knowledge on psychedelics is I know what acid is. Never seen it in the flesh. Um, I know you place it on your tongue. I've heard of magic mushrooms. I've seen pictures of them. I've never seen it in the flesh. Uh, I've been told you t- it's best to take them with a peanut butter sandwich or a slice of pizza. Yeah, the pizza, <laughs> I don't know, but I guess if you like cook them somehow, but and the peanut butter definitely is, is a good way. I think the best way to take them is to actually blend them up in a smoothie or blend them up like, so really? you can get like a, get like a coffee grinder and you grind them really, really fine. So it's like a powder and then yeah. you can put it in anything. And literally I also know the, I know what peyote is. Oh yeah, ooh! I've never done peyote. That's, that's so the, next the reason level. you you put it in something is because it's bitter, right? Yeah, it tastes like shri- it tastes like fungus. <laughs> <laughs> Except for pure LSD. Pure LSD doesn't have a taste, but as far as like, so like mushrooms, don't have a taste. Yeah, no. If it has a taste, it's a research chemical for sure. Oh, so that's, that's how. A good that's way to know. How, yeah, that's yeah. A, a big difference. Like. Like, I'd say 90% of the time, if you take it and it has no taste, it's pure LSD. Or you got something bunk if you're not yeah. dripping in two hours. So, you know? uh, speaking of what to put it in, you know our friend Dom? You know what he <laughs> likes to put it in? Oh, what? <laughs> he calls it the Psychodia. Oh, he no. It, he, he, put the, he put it in a, a quesadilla. quesadilla. Bro, let me say a little something about Dom, bro. My man Dom will put anything. Shout out, Dom. Shout out my son. <laughs> little flip. Damo flip, son. Gotta get him boy. on here, dude. I know he be down. We gotta have like a little three way podcast. Yeah, but that's besides the point. Uh, that man will put anything in a quesadilla, bro. Me and that man, we used to just chill, play some video games, get high as fuck, just bull, talk about life, and then at the end of it all, we'd be like. Dilla time, he'd be like Dilla time, bro. I swear we would just raid that man's fridge, just Dude, find anything we could put in the case of deer, and we would just slap it on and eat it, bro. Dude, Dude. that's my boy, bro. He was a good conversationalist. Yeah, yeah, he's super good. I haven't hung out with him in a while though because he he's went off on his own tangent. Yeah, trying to better himself. Like, <laughs> yeah, lost in the sauce. It'd be nice if we would have told someone. Yeah, <laughs> I actually recently hung out with him. Um, well, he's finally he can finally start driving again, and whatnot. Oh, yeah. So he's just his job. He works overnight. So like, he's still- oh, he I'll works have at. To bleep that out. Yeah, <laughs> he works at. Uh, he's a security guard for some place. Um, oh, that's fitting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that, you're not <laughs> yeah, and so like he works overnight, and so it's just hard to correlate 
schedules. But I know his off days, so I usually hit him up on his off days yeah. and we chill here and there. Yeah. Um, so are there like any... First off, okay, so if someone's going to try psychedelic for the first time, what would you suggest their first one be? <sighs> this is going to de- this is going to depend. Um I personally think I in my personal opinion, I like LSD better. I think LSD is my favorite psychedelic. Um but it's only because of the way it affects me and all psychedelics affect everyone differently. Mm-hmm. Um some people prefer shrooms over LSD. My girlfriend, she prefers shrooms over LSD. She says the way she just says she has more of a spiritual experience on on shrooms and LSD. Yeah. For me, it's the opposite. I definitely have a more, uh, I'd say, like spiritual experience. Are on, the trips different? Like what you see it different? It depends. It honestly depends, bro. Because every trip is different. Like you could take to acid, and then a couple months later take it again, and it'll be a completely different experience. So, and it's the same thing with shrooms. But I would say there are some differences in the visuals. I'd say shrooms are more of a grounding, earthy type of yeah. of feeling or, or vibe. Um, it's more of a growing sensation. It's more of a of a like a uh, almost like a, a fungus sprouting sensation. You're you're yeah. sprouting into existence, and it's very grounded. Um, and then with that grounding, you end up shooting up, and you fucking you blast off into the universe. Um, I'd say LSD is more different in the sense of like. There's really no grounding. There's really no like planting your feet and then sprouting up. You're kind of yeah. just like, you're kind of just like maneuvering in this mist while coming up. Through. Yeah, and then you just and blast yeah. off. And to me, it to me that's what I'm more comfortable with. But yeah. that that may also stem from my own personal issues that I have just with like grounding and and my root chakra. Yeah. Um, which I wouldn't know to the full extent if it, extent if that's what it is or if I just like it so better. Those would be the two to start with though. Yeah, those for two. sure, definitely. So and don't then, go start with peyote. Yeah, <laughs> don't start with peyote or DMT because you will be lost Ooh, in the sauce. Yeah. DMT, bro, D- I did DMT twice and like that is the most like powerful experience I've, I've ever heard had people in my say life. that that drug is like <laughs> wild yeah i saw someone like, post on their snapchat story they were like dmd time they had like a pipe with like the white powder yeah and I was like what do you I, mean dmd i know right like, yeah some it. people but some people are just crazy bro and that's the other thing about psychedelics too is like like psychedelics can also be abused like people don't realize that like like if you like literally someone posting dmt time like on snapchat like no one just does that like he <laughs> he obviously that person is probably an avid user of it and they in in turn they use it to escape reality yeah. versus psychedelics are meant psychedelics are meant to be used to to make you see your reality and and how to maneuver within it and how to you know elevate yourself how to make yourself a better person um and you know you can't make yourself a better person if you abuse psychedelics and you want to be lost in you know the spirit world for every day of your life yeah yeah um so speaking of speaking of trips have you ever had a bad trip, like a trip where you were like, "Oh, yeah." So yeah. I've had, to, I've only had two or three bad trips, and they weren't like, like catastrophically bad trips. They were just felt shitty at the time. So yeah. like, and it mainly all of them were just ego deaths. Like it was just ego death. It was me realizing that I'm not who I think I am, and then kind of just like, well, my first ever ego death, it, I like forgot who I was. I literally just forgot. Like who after I was. the trip or during? No, the trip? no, during the trip, oh. and I ended up getting saved by like. I was watching, so I ended up, I was at tripping at a friend's house, and he was tripping, and then it was my, it was my friend Ariel, and then my friend Barrington, and Barrington wasn't tripping, he was just high as shit off weed, and then Ariel was tripping, and then so, 
I think we probably started. I think we took the tabs probably around like ten or eleven, and so we our trip started or whatever, and we're all just vibing, got music on, or watching videos and whatnot, and. Barrington ends up going into the room to make music because he's not, he's just not tripping, so he's not on our vibe. And then I think my homie Ariel ended up falling asleep or he ended up just getting in, lost in his own world, you know what I mean? And once you get lost in your own world, it's hard to come back out when you're yeah. tripping balls because it's, you know, you're, you're on a whole, a whole other plane of, of thinking. And so I got, I think it ended up being like two in the morning. And so I was just like, well, I mean, there's nothing really for me to do here now, so I'm just going to go home and, you know, think of something to do there because yeah. that's, like, my space or whatever. So my freaking 16-year-old ass. You drove home? No, I didn't drive. Oh, hell no. I skated home, bro. Oh, I skated home at 2 was in the morning. Crazy? You, it like, was crazy? It was crazy, bro. Bro, and the thing is, is where my, my homie Ariel lived, it was off. Do you know where, like, Grossenbacher is? Yeah. And so, like, by Grossenbacher. Right yeah, <laughs> over by that Coolcrest area. Yeah. And so it's just fucking woods over there, bro. Yeah. All the way until you get up to Petrenko. Yeah. And he lived a little, uh, he lived like some ways down there. And so I'm skating up the freaking, up Grossenbacher, trying to get to Petrenko. That's a and gnarly road. Yes, bro. And <laughs> literally just like the trees, like I would look over to the right and to the left of me and I swear it felt like the, the forest was talking to me. And I felt like the trees were starting to just get closer and closer, like, like sort of like squeezing me into the road. Yeah. And like. It was just scary, bro. I was just, it was, I was just out in the night That's tripping balls. Wild. Like the thing about the night is, it, it, think of what about what's associated with the night: darkness, um, fear, um, loneliness, and and you know the unknown, uncertainty. uncertainty yeah. yeah. So like all that that energy, you know, I could feel it, and I was just like, holy shit. So as that was happening, is when it first started. Like I first noticed my ego death. Like I was going, like as I was skating and I was in the dark. And I would see light, like a light post or something. Yeah. As I would skate to it, that was almost like me remembering myself. The light, the light was me. Oh, so as crazy. I would see, yeah, it was crazy. So I'd see the light. I'm like, oh shit, okay, okay, okay. And then I finally get to the light, and it'd be like a checkpoint almost. So I get to the light, and I'm like, okay, um, you know, my name's Anthony. I'm doing this. I'm going home so I could go do whatever, blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, let's go. So I leave the light post and I go down it's the like street. A video game, dude. It, <laughs> dude, it's dead ass like a video game. So I go and I keep going and I'm going back into the dark. And as I go back into the dark, I start losing that sense of self again. I'm like, oh no, what am I doing? Where am I going? Blah 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 blah. But like my subconscious just knew where to go because I skated so much. Like just I just knew how to get to my house. Like. Yeah. And every time I reached another light post, it was like a checkpoint. I'm like, oh, okay, blah, 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 blah. I got to go this way, this way, this way, and I'll get there. And finally, after like 30 minutes of doing that, I finally got home, and I thought everything was going to be okay. And so I get home, and I lay in my bed, and then I still start losing my sense of myself. And then, and, and you know, I was in my safe space, so, you know, there was nothing else I could do at this point. So I had to sit there and just let it happen. I remember I was trying yeah. to play music, and I couldn't find a song I wanted to listen to. Oh. And so, like... I'd play a song, I'd listen to it for a couple seconds, and then I'm like, oh, I don't want to listen to this. I click Does the it next sound one. different? It just, it just doesn't hit. It just doesn't feel I, right. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard that. Uh, I've never listened to music while I've been high, but I've heard that like when you like when you smoke weed and you listen to music, like it sounds different. Yeah, it does sound different. It's, it's not definitely like that. Yeah, it's like that. No, oh, it's it like is, that for no. sure. Even with weed, even sometimes I smoke weed and I listen to music. I'm like, damn, this is crazy. But um. So, yeah, like I just couldn't, like it, it just wasn't catching my vibe, and so I kept changing the song, and then eventually it would start delaying. i click on the song and it wouldn't play. And then it'd start playing. And that then feels it feels like it'd be disappointing. Like you hear a song and it's like so good while you're high. Yeah. And you like listen to it out your high and you're like, you're like, this is all right. <laughs> like, I yeah, wish dude, it sounded like it was, that again. Dude, and, and my experience was crazy. So like I would get to a point where I click on the song and it wouldn't even play. Like it would just stop. It, would, it just wouldn't work. And I was like, what the fuck? 
Like you were thinking that's what was happening? Or no, that's what I, either I was thinking I was happening or that's what was happening. But I remember specifically I would click on a song and it just wouldn't play. Like it just stopped. So I was like, hell yeah, fuck. I was like, okay, you know, I'm just going to put on some TV. So I turned on the TV. I put on Wild and Out. Start watching it. Bro, I couldn't even understand what they were saying. <laughs> it literally sounded like they were speaking gibberish. And I was just like, what the fuck? So I turned, I turned the TV off and I just remember curling up in my bed in the fetal position and just literally losing my whole sense of reality. And it was just like, and I wasn't even necessarily freaking out or panicking. I was just lost. Like, yeah. I was just lost. And it was scary. You know, you're a young kid. Don't know what's going on. You took a substance that, you know, is supposed to make you, you feel good. You were how old? 16, you yeah, said? Yeah, like 16. Oh, wow. So what, you're taking a substance that, you know, is supposed to make you feel good. And now you're not feeling good. And you're feeling like you're about to die. And then I remember it got to the point where I started to kind of calm down. And I was like, okay, I'll try putting on some TV again. And I put on the TV. It was like four in the morning. And guess what comes on, bro? What comes on? So one, I put it on Adult Swim. Oh. Two, it's this show called Off the Air. And so Off the Air is like this trippy little series on Adult Swim of just like psychedelic visuals, bro. Like dead ass, just oh, psychedelic that's crazy. visuals. And so the one, the specific episode I watched was called um, Hair. And it opens up, literally the freaking T. I'm thinking, you know, I've never seen this on Adult Swim before. I mean, obviously yeah. I've seen Family Guy and yeah. Robot Chicken and all that, but I've never seen this. And so as soon as the TV turns on, all I hear is, you got to love yourself to be yourself. And this, it's a, this video of this freaking hippie dude <laughs> who's spitting knowledge about love and That's truth funny. and compassion. And yeah. I was like, bro... This is who I am. This is what I'm supposed to be. And then after his like um, after his speech ends, it just goes and explodes into this like psychedelic like visual. Yeah. You know your typical psychedelic visuals that you can see on the internet now. But I had never seen that at the time, so I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is this is it. This is what this is. You know the truth. And um, so I ended up looking it up afterwards, like a lot, like a year later, and I found out he's actually a performer. He's a street performer. Um, I think he lives in New York or something. Um, but he, that's what he does. He just goes yeah. out and he preaches his truth and he preaches about love and compassion. And like that literally saved me from my ego. Death. <laughs> does, does having a bad trip ever make you like not want to try it again? You're like, it no, makes that, me, that was enough for me. <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely had that, that feeling of being like, okay, I think I'm good for a while, but I've never had a bad trip to where I made me be like, I'm never doing psychedelics again. Yeah. Because all my bad, like I've said, all my bad trips have always just been ego deaths. And now that I know what it is, now that I understand that it's just the losing of your sense of self, it's 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 going back to that that pure consciousness, that that source of who you are. Yeah. Um, and now that I know that, it, even if I do have another ego death experience, I know that I'll be better from it. I'll know yeah. that I'll, I'll have gained something from that. Or not even, I wouldn't even necessarily gain, say gained. I would say I would know that I have return back to the unity that i came from i guess in a sense yeah is there a difference between like 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 the like the proportion of good trip to bad trip between like acid and shrooms like is one higher than the other ah uh, no they're all there it's the, it's about the same it just depends one it depends on your set and your setting and, and it depends like what, what your you feelings take. are when you take it depends on, yeah it depends on your state of mind but it also depends on where you're at so yeah. like like if, if you're, you're like, somewhere safe that you Yeah, if you're somewhere safe and comfortable, you're gonna have a you're typically gonna have a, a better trip. Yeah. Even if you do have an ego see that's why I like I really am thankful for my ego death because I was in a comfortable space. I was yeah. in a space where I could be myself. Versus if you're having an ego death and you're at a party with like fifty people you don't know. You don't know, don't know yeah. yeah. Especially if you don't know them, you're kind of you're fucked. Unless yeah. you unless by the grace of God you're you're just 
in a in like you're wander in a space. to an empty room. And yeah, you're, like, you're just it, it, like if just by the grace of God, if you're in a space with people that are actual good people and genuine people that will take care of you, then like you just got lucky. But for the most yeah. part, people aren't like that. Like especially if you're tripping, they just because yeah. they don't understand what's going on. One of my brother's friends, uh, he was talking about a bad trip that he had on uh, shrooms. Mm-hmm. He oh no no it wasn't shrooms it was acid. He's, and he hasn't taken acid since, as far as I'm concerned. Because he had a trip where he said that he was literally talking to Satan. Like, oh, uh, he was having a conversation with Satan. I was like, oh, damn. That would make you stop too. <laughs> yeah, no, I've had a friend. I've had a friend who's my that same friend Barrington. He's tripped a couple of times and and he said he has literally talked to the devil himself. And I definitely wouldn't doubt it. And so it's like I've had I've come in some very weird. Um, situations where I've been contacted by like evil entities or lower vi- lower vibrational entities while tripping and um, it really just depends on who you are it really depends on the energy you yeah. you exert into reality and how you can maneuver that <laughs> that dog's trying to he's trying to eat but yeah no it's about how you, you you know how you maneuver in this world and some people are just very easily susceptible to, to evil energy um, some people can can transmute it and can you know maneuver through it and you know have a conversation with satan himself and then be completely fine and you know understand what it is understand what it is take the knowledge and move on um and some people they have a conversation with the with the devil and they never want to take a psychedelic again again. yeah Yeah, they don't want to do anything anymore and so like you ever seen the kingsman have I seen it? No, seen that seems sounds familiar. In though. uh, in one of them, I think it's the in the second one. They, the Kingsman is basically like. What's the second one called? The Golden Circle. Let me, dude. I've been meaning to freaking watch that movie. So uh, there's a there's a point where they're like trying to give the bad guys are trying to give these people these drugs like mm. it's normal people so that they can become like z- like zombie type things and just follow them, and they put it in weed, so when people smoke weed like they like. <laughs> and it, like makes them dude. Yeah, and, he, and so like one like one of his friends is like an avid weed smoker and he like smokes it and he's like fried like he's like like a zombie and at the end like they break the they break the they find like the antidote or whatever and then he's like i'm never touching that shit again oh dude that's crazy <laughs> that makes sense though bro i swear like that's crazy that's one of the scariest things to me that's a, one of the reasons like i don't experiment too much in the realm of like drugs and stuff like that because i'm scared of like being laced yeah you don't know what's getting well, and then that's the thing it's like you have to take the responsibility for yourself to test what you get you know yeah and so like you can you can get test kits for psychedelics you can get test kits for shrooms i mean typically shrooms you can you, you could know if they're shrooms if you look at them for sure like yeah. shrooms have a very distinct smell and they have a distinct look oh uh, that brings me to another question so when someone's high like off weed like you can tell like their eyes are red mm. they smell like it or they're like slow is there tells for for shrooms or you yeah. can just see them like freaking out so de- depending on the person it all depends on, that's the thing about psychedelics it all depends on the person but for sure to tell someone's tripping balls their pupils get really really big like um. really really big um also i can always tell at least i think it's just because i've done psychedelics now but i can always tell when someone's tripping like oh, they yeah. j- they just they emit a different energy but the thing is is there's a little filter i forgot what part of the brain it is it's in but it's a little filter that filters all of your senses yeah. um when you take psychedelics it slowly like re- it slowly like takes off that filter 
And so yeah, okay. you you are experiencing. That's why you hear people who say like they when they're tripping they smell colors or they taste sounds. Oh yeah, like Yeah, yeah. It's because that psychedelic is slowly lifting that filter. That's and crazy. so like when you're when that filter is lifted, you just emit a different energy. You're you're on a different wavelength. And so like sometimes yeah. I can just tell when you're tripping. Like, yeah. but definitely if you don't if you haven't tripped before and the the main sign is there, people's will be freaking black. <laughs> and you're just and the. Typically, they'll just be sitting here and, like, standing still, like, oh. <laughs> or they could be freaking out. They'll be like, ah. Yeah. Ah. Um, I have a question. What, okay, so I hear microdosing a lot. What is that? And, like, what's the difference? Like, what is there, like, different benefits from that? Um, so microdosing is just taking a very small dose of of a psychedelic but you take it daily right you take it daily yeah. yeah i mean you don't have to take it daily but yeah taking it daily and like so it'd be like taking a vitamin yeah pretty much and you just use it for the benefits um and that doesn't make you see the visuals and all that no definitely not you definitely don't have any visuals it's mainly you feel more open to yeah. the world to the universe you definitely feel more talkative more connected um so, i used i was like i want to say like a month ago i was micro dosing on shrooms every day um, so is that what they talk about when they say for medicinal use? Yeah, He's doing it in that way. Microdosing. Well, for well, there's Not two different ways. Psychodias. Yeah. So so there's two different psychodias. <laughs> so I got a prescription for uh, five psychodias. <laughs> Freaking dumb, dude. I got like a grill in the back. All right. So let's cook up your. <laughs> That's funny. And the Walgreens right through. They're like. Right. Here's your freaking medicine, dude. Um. Beef or chicken? <laughs> I can't even remember what I was saying. Oh, yeah. So for medicinal use of psychedelics, so there's two ways. You can do, like, the microdosing, which is, you know, your everyday thing. You take it like a vitamin. Helps you feel more connected, more, you know, in – it makes you feel more aware of reality. And it makes – and it in turn helps you make better choices in your life. Um, also, for medicinal use is to take a very heavy dose. Um, or I wouldn't say a very heavy dose. But like a good, a very you know good enough dose to make you trip balls, and you someone usually have someone there to facilitate it, and they sit there with you. It's like a therapist. They sit you, they sit there with you while you're heavily tripping, and they help you you know figure out talk your problems. Yeah, talk stuff, you through yeah. stuff, talk that's you cool. through traumas, and so I definitely. <laughs> hey, that's no. Uh, oh I love the dog. Uh, We're going to have a flower on the table now, I guess. I know, right? Um, is there any people that you would say, like, like, if they have, like, any certain mental issues or anything like that where you're like, yeah, no, like, do not take, do not take a psychedelic, like, it will not work out well? Um... I think, I think it just depends. I think if you're, like, suicidal... I think if you're like suicidal or you have very or you're very 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 anxious or have anxiety yeah, or depression. My, be my best friend had anxiety and he took it. He took a thing and he he's been different ever since. Yeah, and the thing oh, is, what just... was crazy was so he had severe anxiety and his girlfriend didn't. Like she was just like a normal person, and so they they were they tripped together, <laughs> and uh, he was talking about like it just made him feel like love for everything mm -hmm. in the world like even like blades of grass and like that's dope that's what he, it's supposed to and do and then he but his girlfriend was tripping with him and at one point when he was talking about that like he was feeling the anxiety go away he hugged her while they were tripping 
And then after they were done, uh, she was like, she was all anxious, and he was not. What? So she got like the anxiety, and he yeah, he it. he like passed it. He like yeah. passed it on to there. Like, and that's, that's the thing. Crazy. And that's the thing. It's like you can't. Like you have to be very aware of the energy. I didn't even know that was possible. So like typically, like if you're very experienced with psychedelics, you could tr- sh- the girlfriend could have transmuted that energy, um, and and expelled it into the universe. Um, but if you're not experienced, you don't know how to do that. And so she kind of like just took all of his anxiety and and and. Manifested it, yeah, and yeah. internalized it and manifested it within herself, and um, that's that, and that's the thing about psychedelics is like you can be depressed, suicidal, and you can take a psychedelic and it can literally completely change your life and you'll never feel that way. Um, I wouldn't say forever, but for a good while. Or and if you do start to feel that way, you can reflect on that trip and it helps you, you know, understand why you're feeling that way in the first place. Yeah. Um, I definitely say though, if you do have like any mental disability or or mental illness. Or you know any condition, it would be best to to. You know, I, this is what the psychedelic community has been striving for. Is you know for Your legal community. Yeah, heck oh, yeah, wow, dude, there's a whole cool. psychedelic community, man. Just go on YouTube, type <laughs> the psych- psychedelic community, you'll find it. Are they called psychos? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and so like um, and um, it's for hopefully one day for there to be legal facilitation of of you know psychedelics. So you're for that. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. If you could be in a safe space with a therapist and you're on psychedelics and they can help you sit there, their experience, then they can help you sit and go through your problems. No, th- that's how I feel. If you have, you know, suicide, su- if you're suicidal, have depression, anxiety, you have a place where they can facilitate um, a dose of psychedelics on you, and you can go and pretty much, in a sense, purge those emotions, those feelings, yeah. or at least understand and recognize them. It'd be so beneficial, not only to those, you know, not only to themselves, but to the planet and the people around them. You think that's them. the only way it should be legal? Or do you think it should be like, no, like alcohol? No, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it, it, it could be legal. I think it should be like, like weed, recreational. You like know? how they, like how they have like the dispensaries and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, like and it's regulated. Yeah. Um, you only get like so much per bag or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and because it's like you don't need someone taking 10 grams of shrooms and fucking... What's an ideal amount to take? I'd say the highest you should ever take is seven. Have you taken more than that? No, hell no. <laughs> I think the most I've ever taken is like four and a half. Oh, wow. Okay. And that was a lot. And Is there a certain amount that can kill you if you take too much? No, there's probably a certain amount that can... Definitely, there's no there's no amount that can kill you for sure, but Does there's it make the probably trip last longer the more makes, you take. Yes, you would probably trip for a couple of days oh if you take gosh. a lot. And um, I think How there long will is be a standard s- oh. no, my fault. There's there will be a certain amount though that can definitely Too leave. Long. That could definitely change the way your brain functions, like yeah. change the way you think as far as mentally. Um, but, you know, it is because it is a powerful substance, and if you're already if you already have pre-existing conditions of, you know, suicide, mental illness, bipolar, you know, yeah. schizophrenic, it's only going to enhance those things. And so, okay. like, it could leave you, you know, different after that. And so that's what I'm back to my – what I was originally saying. Just like I definitely wish, you know, we can uh, – there was a place where people could go and they could facilitate it for them and they, you know, can get the therapy they need. But since we can't do that, the only other solution I can, you know, give to people is – 
having a trip sitter, which is a very is another big thing in the psychedelic community. A yeah. trip sitter is someone who's sober, someone you're very close with who can sit there and someone who's done it before. Yeah, before. I mean, they don't even have to necessarily be someone who's done it before, but definitely recommended that as yeah. someone who's done it before because they know what to do. Um, but just someone you're very close with um, and understands what you're about to do and what you're going to go through. Um, and can talk to you, you know what I mean? Because that's all it really is. All yeah. someone needs really is to, someone to talk to, you know? And so um, that's kind of that bridge between, you know, having yeah. a very bad trip and having, you know, one of the best trips of your life. Yeah. How long does a standard trip last? Like if you take just like the normal, like regular amount? Uh, like six to 12 hours. Oh, wow. So, okay. So you definitely shouldn't take it if you work that day. And yeah, I know. Heck no. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, your standard trip is uh, typically 6 to 12 hours. So, like you said, definitely don't uh, take it either if you have to work the next day <laughs> or if you have to work that day. Because <laughs> right, yeah. you will have a terrible time. Or you will have to call in, for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's the one thing I've never done. I've never tripped at work. Tripped at school be before. I've oh tripped balls at school. Oh, that's so much better. <laughs> yeah, it was better. It was better because I wasn't, I wasn't responsible for anything, like – if you're tripping at work, you're yeah. you're like a oh you're like a Especially piece of your job. You work with people's eyeballs. Yeah, like you're like <laughs> you're a part of you're a, a little piece of society. So it's like if you are tripping, like <laughs> you have so much responsibility at work. Like it's you cannot have any responsibilities while you're tripping. That's for sure. That's crazy. You help people with all three of their eyes. <laughs> yeah, really, dude. I try, man. I try. <laughs> you know, no one's ever completely woke. You know, I still have a bunch of them, my own issues that I need to work through, and um. I think that's the really big thing about about psychedelics is it, you know it just sh- it just shows you what you need to work on. You still have to do the work yourself when you're sober, um, which is something I'm still you know getting the grasp of. Yeah. And um, you know, no one's perfect, and no one is ever truly woke. I think people like will take hella psychedelics and then think they're like this deity, or think they're like you know, <laughs> the spe- the special person when really yeah. it's like, do you just put? You just put drugs in, in your system, like, <laughs> and it's like it's very beneficial, you know, and it, and, and it and it can have a very positive effect on your life. But it only has a very positive effect on your life if you push, if you go forward with it, if you take, you know, the lessons that you get while you're tripping and, and transmute it into what you do with your everyday life. Yeah. And so. That's something I'm still working on. You know, I you know I try and incorporate everything I learn, especially from. I, I try and incorporate everything I learn from psychedelics specifically into my music. But there's a lot of other things that I've been taught or shown to do outside of music. You know, and it all starts with your daily routine. It's just trying to better yourself because if you take the psychedelics and you don't actively try and better yourself when you're sober, it's like there's no point. Yeah. Actually, you're you're not you're not learning from the lessons. Yeah. So uh, that's a good bridge, actually. We start talking about your music now. Oh! So you're you consider yourself you call yourself a rapper, right? Yeah. So I'd say I'm a I'm a I'm a hip hop, uh, I'm a hip hop producer, engineer, and artist. Okay. Um, and you like you do live shows and stuff. I've seen you, your your all that stuff. So. Not a SoundCloud guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. That's the best part, man. That's the best part. It's the shows, bro. Yeah. And like, and you know, it's it's a team it's a team effort for sure when it comes to the shows. Um, I'm a part of a group called Pack Static. Um, all great, talented individuals. They all have their own unique style of rapping, just as good as me. Um, and it's a team effort. You know, it's a team effort throwing these shows. I've met a bunch of people, a bunch of artists in San Antonio who who have their own little following and make their own very good music. And and we've all just kind of 
you throw the shows or do they invite you? So it depends. So we throw our own shows. Sometimes we get invited to shows. Mm-hmm. It really just depends. Um, woo! Homie almost knocked the lead down. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it just depends. And so... Literally, like it's it's just a whole other experience when you when you perform for people and then you're like they all look at you like oh shit this guy can rap like yeah. oh he's actually good and then like people will hit you like after I we after we finish performing they're like dude what's your Instagram what's your Twitter blah 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 like when did you start rapping like with this and this and that and it's like crazy that people are yeah. actually interested in what you make and what you, you know what rapper you remind me of when Who? I listen to your music Chance Chance the rapper Chance the rapper <laughs> that's that's a new one I've never forgotten that before. Um, I definitely was heavily influenced by Chance the Rapper. Really? That's for sure. Acid Rap, bro, that was that was my wave. I still bumped that. Yeah. <laughs> I have an Acid Rap shirt. Really? Yeah. I have the I have the vinyl of it, dude. It's it's crazy. I got the juice. Oh no, eh? yeah. <laughs> dude, that's so dope. That's pretty cool. <laughs> me, me and uh, Alexis have matching ones. Oh what, yeah. dude? That's dope. That's yeah. dope. Yeah, definitely yeah, rep cool. Chance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, dude, the shows, man. It, it's 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 an adventure. It's definitely a learning process as well. I've met a bunch of people. Um. Um, there's this, this another girl who has very, like, very into the scene of, of, you know, what's going on in San Antonio, and she has this own thing called the Drive Run Showcase, her name's K.L.A., and, um, um, that's really when I started, you know, things started taking off for me, um, or I wouldn't say it's taking off for me, but I learned, I got a lot more connections when I, when I went to the Dry Run for the first time, I met a lot of new people, um, I met a lot of, cool people i let them i met a lot of talented people and like everything just kind of sort of just conglomerated together and like this little you know underground group formed in san antonio when we all just kind of keep in contact um and every time someone throws a show like they everyone from that little group gets invited and you know a bunch of people show up because yeah all these people know you know a certain person from that little clique and in turn it just grows and every time you know a show happens it just gets bigger and bigger and like do you remember your first off. show ever? Yeah. So, my first show ever. It was at Jack's Patio Bar. Oh. And it was with... And it was actually a really good turnout. I think, like, 20 people came. My first show. Yeah. And so, like... How long ago was that? Oh, uh, 2016. So, oh, like, wow. three okay. years ago. And so, like, I was with... So, at the time, my friend Adam, his name's No, no Offense. He's another producer in San Antonio. A real talented man. And um, we were making music at the time, and I had this other homie that I had randomly met. Funny enough, this this brings back Dom into the conversation. So me and Dom used to go smoke at Ed Cody in uh, Heritage. Yeah. Um, all the time, and we just go like late as fuck, like midnight, when one in the morning. There. When he lived, yeah, I lived yeah. in Heritage, and uh, we just smoke, smoke on the park bench, just smoke and just talk, dude, like and just just vibe. And, um, that was the spot. We used to go there all the time too. Sit under that little. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you call it? The gazebo. Yeah, thing? the gazebo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and like, we just vibe. And then I remember one time, we just these random dudes ended up ended up just pulling up, and we're oh, like, "What dude, the there hell?" There were crackheads everywhere. Yeah, dude. I was just like, "What the heck?" And then we ended up we like they ended up just we're just being cool as hell. And then we ended up realizing that one of them was our friend Caleb, who me and Dom used to always hang out all the time. I hang out with all the time and he brought these two dudes and one of them his name was travis his rapper name was brav and oh i so know like, him yeah him. yeah and so like i saw i just randomly met him chilling with dom one day and and our friend kayla brought him when we were at the park and we we're just like what the hell so we all just started talking and they were cool people 
And so, like, he told me he was a rapper or whatever, and we kept in contact. So, me and Brad, we ended up starting making some music together. And we were like, fuck it, let's throw a show. And so, we threw a show at Jack's Patio Bar, and we had to pre-sell tickets. We had to pre-sell, like, 15 tickets, I think, oh, yeah. to actually perform. And so, we ended up getting the pre-sales for all the tickets. And we threw the show, and, like, dude, I just remember drinking, like, two Four Locos. And oh, I was, like, gosh. Super, oh, that'll floor you. Yeah, I was super, like, lit when I did it. You always do shows under the influence No, something? hell no. no. I hate doing shows under the influence. But that was my first one, so I was, like, and it turned out really good. But we had drank the Four Locos, like, a couple hours before I had to perform. Yeah. So I kind of was, like, like so a little like a little sobered up yeah. by the time i performed and um yeah dude it was a blast dude even the people who had so there's people there who were there to support other people that were performing yeah we ended up convincing them to stay and watch our show and they were like oh you're freaking this was live like let me get your scavenger get your twitter yada 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 and um it was fun the crowd got turned up it was a just bunch grew from there yeah a bunch of friends it was mainly just a bunch of friends from high school and and uh, I have videos of it, too. We ended up yeah. taking, doing a music video for it. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was when I was under the name of Cinda G. If you can find that, you you know, you're, you're a legend. <laughs> <laughs> on SoundCloud? No, nah, well, the, the song's on SoundCloud, and I think the music video is still on YouTube somewhere. The yeah. song was called No Officer, which was, like, the main banger. It was, like, the ender. But we had, like, two other two other songs we made, but I don't think they're on SoundCloud anymore. Yeah. And, you want to um, know a funny story about Brav? So my little, my little brother, mm-hmm. little one, he's a... Uh, he played basketball, and so he, we, he was in this like, little league, and we went to the, the practice, and mm-hmm. the coach was uh, talking to my dad, and he was like, I have a, I have a son, you know, he's a rapper. My, my dad's like, I have a son that's a rapper, too. <laughs> and he was, like, oh, he was like, really? He was like, I wonder if your son knows him. He was like, you go to Brennan? He was like, yeah, I went to Brennan. He was like, his name was Travis. And, and uh, I was like, Travis? I was like there's so many people named Travis uh-huh. okay and he was like but he goes by something dumb on the internet he goes by like brav or something and I was like <laughs> oh my god, dude that's wild that's funny because that's how I met that's how I, I met your parents because my little sister goes was in the same league that yeah. your little brother was yeah and I remember my mom and and her ex-husband were like talking to your parents just chalking it up or whatever. They just know each other. You know, they've been going to the yeah. little practices, the games or whatever. They just became acquainted. And I went one day and they were talking to them. And, like, I forgot what happened. But at the it, it was like they were talking to them. I kind of had a little conversation with them. The basketball game happened and then the basketball game ended. And then they were talking about – they were talking afterwards. And um, I remember they ended up bringing up you or Luke. Um, but they ended up talking about the party that he had through – and, and when they were out of town, oh, yeah. and they were talking about, yeah, my son threw this party, we're out of town. And I was like, who's your son? And they were like, Luke. I was like, Luke, what? <laughs> you're his parents? I'm like, and you're Seven friends with, yeah, I was like, and you're friends with my mom? Like, what the heck? That's yeah. crazy. This is a small um, world, bro. <laughs> I remember my mom came home and she was like, I met Anthony today. I was like, Anthony? Who's Anthony? I was like, I... Because my girlfriend's brother's name is Anthony. Oh, like, word. I was like, I've been known Anthony. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about. You met Anthony. <laughs> and she was like, and my dad was like, Big Texas. I was like, oh, oh. Big Texas. <laughs> that guy. Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, small world, man. It's yeah. true. It was that was a trip. I remember. I remember. I took a picture. I think I sent it to you. Didn't I send it to you? Probably, I sent it to yeah. you and Luke. And I was yeah. just like, found my new family. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was random. Yeah. Um, 
So you work out of your, stu- your studios at your house, right? Mm-hmm. Like in your bedroom? Yeah. So, well, I, I just me, – me and my girl just recently moved in together. And so now I have my own studio and in our, it's just in a room. We, we okay. have our own room together now. So we, we sleep in the same bed. Um, so, excuse me. That room is dedicated just to, to the studio just being music recording or yeah. whatever I need to do on my computer. Um, I also have my video game stuff in there, too. You got too. the soundproofing on the wall. Yeah, I just recently finished that, dude. You I see did. a big difference between that and the bedroom? Yes, dude. <laughs> the only thing about my old room is that I had this really giant, like, like king size. What's the biggest size king size, right? California king. I think it was, like, a California king. And my mom had gave it to me because she, she got a new bed. And it was humongous, dude. It, like, literally filled up almost my entire room. And the thing is, is it was all very soft. Yeah. And so it absorbed a lot of the sound that was in my room. So that's the only thing, but also, so that's why my my recording still sounded pretty good in my old room. But I definitely do notice now that I've, I, because I have recorded a couple of things while I was in that studio, the new one, um, with no foam, and it were it was fine, but you could tell that it wasn't yeah. treated. And now that I have put the phone up, foam up, it sounds a lot better. Yeah, it's a lot smoother. Yeah. Have you ever been to like a like a professional studio studio like no i have not i've never been to professional studio um the thing about professional studio is like you can get professional studio quality out the house in your house the only thing if i were to go to a special if i were to go to a studio a professional studio i don't want to go to some damn like dr dre type shit where they have the giant like um midi controllers with the slot with the sliders and faders to automatically move like like that's crazy. That's next level. I would want to see that. But as far as like a professional studio, like, nah. I would I, one. I wouldn't need to. And two, like, I just know too much about everything to where it wouldn't even really like help it, you. It wouldn't not necessarily help me, but it really wouldn't like progress you. It wouldn't be like a a, a grand experience. I'd be like, oh yeah. yeah, you got these speakers, or oh yeah, you got this MIDI controller. Oh yeah, 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 yada yada. I, you know, it would be stuff I've already seen already. Versus like going into one of those giant professional studios, yeah. then it'd be like, okay, okay, like this is live. <laughs> yeah. Can make a, a radio hit banger right here. Yeah, I've actually recorded in a studio, professional studio. Mm-hmm. Um, I just made something for my girlfriend just to make her something, yeah, just to see what it was like and stuff. And it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It was it was crazy. Like hearing your own voice is weird. Yeah. Like. After he's like, like, like I, I do it, and he's like, press play, be like, let's do it. I'm like, that, that sounds weird. <laughs> like, it's just weird hearing your own voice. Yeah, like, I was like, am I really that deep? Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. And that's the thing too. That I, I forgot. There's a, a term for. There's a psychological term for for what it's called, but it's like, no one really likes the sound of their voice. Like, yeah. Like typically, like unless you train your voice and you know it sounds good, like. No one likes the sound of, of their voice. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Um, so where did the name Big Texas come from? My brother likes to boast that he gave you that name. Dude, he did. He didn't. He so. Um, I had made this song and it was called Big Texas, and I, there was a bar. In the song's now called Lone Star, and it's on my. It's on. It's actually on all platforms now. Spotify, SoundCloud. Apple Music, look it up, Big Texas Lone Star. Um, but it was originally called Big Texas, and the chorus goes, Lone Star, Big Texas. Big talk, big flexing. And Luke really liked the song. He was like, dog. He was just like... I, and I think I remember telling him that I had been feeling like I want to change my name to something. And he was just like, you should just change it to Big Texas. Or I had asked him, I was like, should I change my name to Big Texas? 
He's like, yeah, bro, do it. Just change your name to Big Texas. That would be live. And I was like, bet. So I contemplated it for like two or three weeks, and I finally just changed my name to Big Texas. And then like yeah. they put the outfit together. Yeah, we got to just got the the whole character put together. And I was there's like, gonna be a picture of his Big Texas get up. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, heck yeah. And and, that, and you perform in that? Yeah, always. Typically, always. I try to. Um, you got to get a big belt buckle into it. Yeah, I have a belt buckle. Speaking of, I need to find that. I don't know where You got to get like a custom one. Like, yeah, I have a custom dude. one that says Texas on it. And like oh, it's so cool. live. And But I don't have a belt for it yet. And speaking oh. of that, I need to find that belt buckle. Uh, but I just bought some boots too. Okay. And you know the cowboy hat as usual, yeah. and so it's 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 getting there the whole fit. I ordered this neon pink glowing cowboy hat like months ago, oh. and the coronavirus hit, and then like they, I re- contacted the website and it said they're backed up till like December on order. So who knows when oh, that's gosh. gonna come in? Yeah, that's crazy. But that's gonna be fire once that comes in. <laughs> in concert. Yeah, oh, they're gonna be like this nigga's got up. Pink glowing cowboy <laughs> hat, yes, sir. Looking like Wanda. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what would be your like? If you could pick one artist to be on like a feature on your song, one of your songs, who would it be? And would that be different from someone you'd want to perform with? If I had like my dream artist, my dream artist. Um. I'd have to say either like Kendrick Lamar or like Lil Wayne, one of those okay. two. That probably Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar would be a legendary feature to have because I feel like I resonate with like his type of music. So yeah. I feel like if I had a Kendrick Lamar feature, I'd be like, "Damn, yeah, I made it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like well, I feel like I'd want a Kendrick Lamar song for like the true fans, and then I low key would want to have a, a song with Drake. Just to blow oh, yeah. up. Just to blow up. Just to, yeah. just to, just to I, <laughs> just I, I couldn't really care for Drake. I used to love Drake back in the day. I don't day. really care for him either. I used to love him back in the day. He's a great hit maker, man, but that's all he is. He's a hit maker. So, like, it, yeah. I wouldn't really feel like, like, I'd make the song, but it wouldn't be like, oh, this is, you know, we're advancing the culture. I'd be like, yeah, I'm just using you for clout, bro. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he knows it. The thing is, he knows it. Like, why, like, he knows. So it's like, yeah, even if, let's say I get really big and he watches this interview and he sees me say this, it's like, bro, you know, like, yeah. like yeah. you, you're, cl- you're the, cl- you're the center of, you know, <laughs> you know, who's really good. I was listening to the other day. He's like on his come up to see to see, you know, to see is that sounds familiar. Tusi. Is it from San Antonio or is it just a, I don't, I don't know. I think he might be from San Antonio, but, uh, he's, he's from Drake's song to slide. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he uh, he put out a snippet of a song um, called. Uh, oh gosh, what is it called? I have <laughs> I have saved. Said I gotta so look good. this up. It was uh, Euphoria. That's what it's called. Oh, okay. okay. I didn't even have to look. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah. I need to text my girlfriend and see where that bell buckle is. I can send it to you right now, actually. So are you going by Sensei Texas now? So that's my producer name. That's what I. That's uh, what my okay. producer and engineer name. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like Mac Miller. So Mac Miller, he's his rapper name was Mac Miller, and then he had a producer name, which I don't know if a lot of people know about, but his producer name was Larry Fisherman. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know weird. if a lot of people know that. No. But that's what I want. I kind of want to like separate the two entities because. I'm a different person when I engineer and produce music versus when I rap or write music. So that's why I like 
I are like there any, uh, Are there any, like, unknown rappers that you listen to that most people don't know about that, that you think? Like, a bunch. All I listen to is unknown rappers. I rarely listen to, like, pop and music. Like, and, like, if <clears throat> if I am listening to, like, really popular music, one, it's because it's just good. There is some popular music out there that I think is fire. Um, but two, they just blew up. Ski Master Slump God, XXX, Tentacion, Jack Harlow, yeah. bro. I was on all of them before they were even blown up relevant bro like 16 dog 15 years old jamming them in high school dude and like they just blew up and like it's just crazy there's like they deserve the success because they had elevated their music and status so much from from back then there's a lot dude on like wi-fi's funeral another one um trying to think of who else were some low-key rappers that blew up Uh, i can't even think of them now puya all of raider clan um, like all all those dudes, dude, that's what I mainly listened to back in the day, and like and they just blew up. They just have the talent, but it's like yeah. I'm weird like that. For some reason, I always find artists that are like right, like about like people kind of know them, but no one, you yeah. know, people kind of know them, but you have to search for them type shit. And then a couple months later or a year later, they just blow up, and they're like, oh my god, have you heard this and so and so? I'm like, dude, been on that. What do you <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, and it's not even like I'm trying to brag or boast anything. It's just literally legit what happens, especially with Jack Harlow, bro. Like Jack Harlow blew up out of nowhere, and all these people, and he, because he's a good artist, and like all these people are like Jack Harlow, this Jack Harlow, that, blah blah blah. I'm like, dude, this man has had a whole has had whole other tapes before this, bro. He has had a whole, he has a whole discography of music yeah. that is is different from what he's put out now. And, and it's just crazy to see how he's blown up. Like, it's just, it's just wild, man. Yeah. But I'd say some rappers that I listen to currently that are still not, that are still on the come up that no one knows about are Reptilian God Mana, Kambada, um, who else? Doc T, Mavo, um, I'm trying to think of them right now. Those will probably be the main ones right now that are like super underground. But yeah, no, dude. I listen to I listen to everything, bro. I listen yeah. to. Who? Do you th- which one do you think would become the first to blow up? Out of those. Are any of them like the wave today, or are they all different? They're. I mean, they're all kind of similar, but not similar. I don't know, man. I don't know who would be the first to blow up. They all are on the same, like wavelength as far as type of music, because it's all like psychedelic, like rapping, psychedelic underground yeah. rap. It's very aggressive and very hard. That's a genre. Yeah, like psychedelic rap. Oh, that's <laughs> it's like crazy. psychedelic trap rap. <laughs> oh, God. That's what I make for the most part. Is that the best stuff to listen to while you're tripping? Depends. For me, yeah. For my girlfriend, no. <laughs> <laughs> it all depends. People like what they like. I could, yeah, I could listen to death metal while tripping, you know what I mean? Versus yeah. that would send somebody into a psychosis if they listen to that, you know? You I mean? listen to other genres besides rap, too? Oh, yeah. I listen to death metal, rap. Country? Math metal. I'm not a big country fan, even though my name's Big Texas. I My favorite country band is Alabama. I love Alabama. Okay. I listen to them all the time. I have records of them. You're telling me you Any other country? down to some chicken fried? Mm-mm. No? Nope. Everybody can get down to some chicken fried or boot scoop and boogie. <laughs> I can't, bro. Neon moon? I don't know. I'm not a country man, bro. I'm really? not. Like I, lo- like, I can listen to it. But you will not see me go and actively put on a country oh. song. Unless it's Alabama. Alabama is Dude, really like the only country. If someone game. plays Neon Moon or a Drinking Problem. <laughs> oh. Say you off the salt. Bro. 
raise up your glass, bro. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I said. Yeah, no, but like... Uh, you listen to oldies? What, wait, what? I'm sorry? You listen to oldies? Um, Like old music? Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite. Oh, I love oldies. Depending on like, how old we talk, are we talking 1920s or oh, 1990s? Oh, no, no. Uh, talking, about, <laughs> talking about like just like 80s, 70s. Oh, yeah, definitely, no. definitely. 90s, 70s, 80s music's lit. 90s. 80s dance music, 80s dance music, 70s rock, dude. All those genres are fire, especially 90s. I'm a big 90s fan, too. Um, Journey, also, Hall Notes, oh, Def yeah. Leppard. Yeah, Journey is a big one for me, too. Or like Pearl Jam, um... Even like Full early fighters. early two thousand stuff like like train like old train mm-hmm. they were good or um, like old Maroon Five was good yeah, too yeah old Maroon Five was banging I've seen him in concert no way oh, I bet yeah. that was and live. train too damn that's a lot yeah. bro oh there's I listen to a lot of stuff though. I listen to reggae reggae, reggae. rock metal um, rap hip hop house techno dubstep okay. EDM. I listen to everything, man. My uh, my best friend used to listen to dubstep all the time, all the time. This I went. Cool. To... <laughs> hey. I went. <laughs> I uh. I went to Jamaica, mm-hmm. and uh, oh man, the reggae there is real crazy. Dude, yeah. You would think like you'd be like, oh, people are just like like exaggerating. We're like, that's just for TV. Like that's just for no, dude. Like you get off the boat, everybody's smoking ganja. Everybody's like, dude, Buffalo Soldiers blasting, One Love's <laughs> blasting, Bob Marley face plastered everywhere. Dude, that's dope. Uh, reggae, reggae is like the genre to listen to when you're tripping. Offering sure. weed, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Like if there's any type of music you should listen to while tripping, is reggae. reggae. Really? That is the music. Yeah. That will make you feel one with the universe for sure. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It already it does by itself without even being on anything. You're mm-hmm. like. It should be one love. Right? It should. <laughs> You're right, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, that was great, man. Oh. Have you been out of the country? No, I want to. You've been out of the state. Been out of the state, finally. Yeah. Dude, I, in California, weed is legal. Last time we went out there. Ooh. He said, oh. Dude, oh, I was like, it's baby so in the candy crazy. Like, people are like, you want to smoke? Or you just smoke in the parking lot. Like here, you gotta like be in someone's car and someone's yeah, house like, somewhere. Like, oh, stretched out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have went to Washington. It's legal there too. And like, yeah, Seattle, we just yeah. go to the dispensary, get goodies, and go back. This shit was crazy. He like, wants to say hi again for like the fifth time. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, dude. And the funny thing is, is I got a bunch of edibles and shit from from Washington, really? and I shipped them all to myself in here <laughs> in Texas. <laughs> I even got like pre rolls and stuff, and like the box smelled like weed, and it's still scent. Like I don't understand. She got my backpack. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> like it I don't. It still smells like weed. It's it smell. I know the box smelled like weed, and like like it just it, they didn't get. I, don't, I guess they just didn't give a fuck. Like they sent through. <laughs> Dude, the there's like vending I, machines of weed. It's <laughs> like big one joint. Fucking dollar twenty five type shit. A <laughs> six. Yeah, and like literally <laughs> like. I opened the front door and like I could smell it as soon as I opened the front door. I was yeah. like, "How did this not get just, like confiscated?" <laughs> I got lucky. It got, it got through. Like, yeah, that was cool. That was crazy. a fun experience. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's so wild. That's so crazy. One day it'll be legal here. One day, hopefully, Texas oh sucks. They're working on legalizing shrooms in California right now. Oh yeah, I know I, Denver. I don't know like if they've the done it in Colorado. They did do it in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Do you think 
do you think that um, people will like take advantage of that and like try and keep legalizing like harder and harder stuff? <sighs> I think cocaine is therapy for me. Um, I think the only thing is it has to be, it has to be proven. Like herbal. It has to be one. I think yeah, one has to be herbal, but two has to be proven. Yeah. It has to be like evidence to back it up. So yeah. I don't think you can back up, you know, using meth as <laughs> is <a> medicinal <laughs> use. Even though Adderall, even though Adderall is literally like the child version of meth. I mean, a lot of things are plants, though. Like even heroin comes from a plant. It's yeah, well, they use heroin. Leaf. Yeah, heroin is used in, in cocaine leaves. Like yeah, heroin is used in literally in the medical field. That's one. Yeah. Everything, everything in the world is neutral. Everything is neutral. It's it's how you use it. You know, you have a gun. You use it to protect yourself. Good thing. You have a gun. You go and kill someone. Bad thing. You have yeah. a drug. I think that you overdose on it. Bad thing. You have a drug. It helps you get through your mental problems. Good thing. I would Just never call that the fault of the item, though. Yeah, exactly. It's never the fault of the item. It's the, the fault of the person who's using. You it. ever seen uh, American Dad? Yeah. There's an episode where he like, there's a gun on the table, and she's like, "Guns kill people. Guns are bad." And he's like, "Go ahead, gun." Kill <laughs> yeah, dude, that shit's <laughs> funny. Yeah. Anyone who says, yeah, it's. That's not even an argument. I can even get it right now because it's just yeah. people are just so stuck in their in their way of thinking that there's like no point in trying to change them. You can only change the people who are willing to change. So I don't yeah. ever conversate yeah. with people who can't. That's one. Of, that's one of the things I realized. Like people are like, oh, like a lot of people, like even like ourselves, like will be like, like, like you're wrong. That's not right. Like, like this is how it should be. But everybody believes they're right. Like nobody's gonna like push for something that they believe is wrong. Yeah. So, like, as, as much as you want to say they're wrong, like, to them, that's right. Uh, <laughs> like, and they think you're wrong. Like, they think the same thing about you. You can, only, you can only change people who are on the fence. So, yeah. someone who doesn't know or someone who is, is unsure or someone who even has this certain idea, but is, with, en- with enough evidence can be proven otherwise. Yeah. Those are the ones who can change. I'm that type of way. I'm very firm in my beliefs and, and, and what I think is right and what is wrong. But with enough provided evidence, I will change my, my views. Yeah. I'm I'm a lot of the same way. Like, I believe things strongly. But, like, I, I know that there's, like, either, like, there's certain situations where, like, it could be up for discussion. Like, mm-hmm. we could, like, okay, like, we could rethink this right now. Or, mm-hmm. like, it could be wrong. Like, I could, I could switch. I could think. But there are certain things where, like, I'm never going to be willing to change that. Yeah. That, like, that's what I think is right, and that's – I'm not going to change that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like you're, you're dumb. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> and there are certain things I'm like, how could anybody think that's okay? Yeah. Or how could anybody think that's not okay? Like, it it's – like it's – pr- and, and the thing is – and the thing is, it's, it all, it's all programming. Yeah, it all comes from their pro- programming. It comes from what they consume and, and how they grew up. So it's just, like, whatever they're exposed to is what they're going to believe is true. Um – and yeah, that's pretty much it. It's it's very hard to change someone who's been programmed to believe a certain thing. Yeah. And it's like has been, you know, brainwashed to believe this certain thing is like oh, the truth. You think psychedelics would would help people? Oh yeah. Yep. Psychedelics will tell you you're stupid as fuck. Right? <laughs> Here's why. And you're, gonna, <laughs> you're, and you're gonna listen. And if you don't listen, I'm gonna fuck your life up. Yeah. Like literally, like psychedelics do not play, bro. They will put you on your ass. Yeah. And they will punch you, and they will beat you up, and they will not care. You think that could help, like, the president? Like, if the president were to take a psychedelic, you think he'd, like, it'd be different? I feel like, dude, people in a, in, a, in a higher status like that, they're on another level, bro. 
they're on another wave. I think that those people like abuse psychedelics too. <laughs> I think yeah. they do. I think those sort yeah. of people. I think they take it to the next level, bro. It's that adrenochrome, dog. That adrenochrome. Have you heard of adrenochrome? <laughs> no. What is that? Whew, that's a deep rabbit hole. Adrenochrome is a chemical that is produced from the adrenal gland when you're in a very intense state of fear, and um. so kids produce a lot of adrenochrome when they're in fear and it's very pure so the conspiracy theory i say with quotes because it's literally not a theory um they harvest kids they put them in a very 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 um intense state of fear and they harvest the adrenochrome out of it and it's like a drug like it's, Monsters Inc. Yeah. Harvest the scream. Yep. Dead ass brawl like oh, Monsters Inc. They, they harvest the adrenochrome, and they take it, and it's like it literally it's the most powerful drug in the world, and it makes you, you feel it? Like you take drug? it, you take it like a drug. I, <laughs> I forgot how you how you t- intake it, but it's like a liquid, and inject it. yeah, I think you either inject it or or take it. I forgot how. Um, there's a movie about it too. It's called Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It's about uh, uh, psychedelics in general, but one of the drugs they do, it's about drugs and psychedelics, but one of the drugs they do is adrenochrome. And, um, and even in the movie, he's talking about how like the fucked up way he got it. And like, it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. crazy. And like, it's, this is known. Adrenochrome sounds like something you would like pour into your car. Right? I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) And so you take it and it literally gives you, makes you in a super intense state of euphoria. And it makes you feel like you're on top of the world. It makes you feel like you're immortal. That's and, crazy. And yeah, and people get addicted to it. And it's very addictive. Is that considered one of the heaviest drugs? I would say that is the heaviest drug you could ever take. A drug really? Drug. That's like way worse than heroin or anything. Like I, I feel like heroin probably has more, probably more physical side effects. Yeah. Um, but adrenochrome literally is probably, I would say it's one of the most addictive, th- addicting things you can get addicted to. Like... Just because of the way, just because of what it comes from, and and how it affects your body, and like that's why these you know re- that's why these secret societies start, or these secret societies can hold these people, you know, you know, hold like actors or gi- or big public public figures a certain way and make them do certain things because you have these addictions to adrenochrome, and the only way you can get adrenochrome is from <laughs> is from human trafficking, and like. And that's why, and people don't realize that. I don't know if you saw where it was like the fifteen hundred kids went missing from ICE. Fifteen hundred right. kids don't just don't go fucking missing. Like that's you, they're being trafficked. They're human trafficked. And the three things that happen with tr- human trafficking are they either turn into slaves, um, they either turn into slaves, they harvest them for organs, they rape them, um, or they use them to get adrenochrome. And literally. Some of the highest public figures in the world are addicted to adrenochrome, and that's why they are still they are stuck. They are now a part of this world. They're on this drug that they can't get off of because it makes them feel like they're a god, and they can't stop taking it. And so, like, that's why they do these crazy shit. That's why these people do these crazy things. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's like you have think about a drug addict, bro. A drug addict will do anything to get another, you know, another slither of whatever drug they're addicted to. Yeah. And just think about the most addicted. And then imagine one having a shit ton of money, having a shit ton of connections, and being addicted to the most addictive drug on the planet. It's gonna make you do some fucked up shit. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, research it. I just tweeted about it. Research it, Chrome, man. It'll they'll lead you down the rabbit hole for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. It makes sense though when you think about it. It does make sense. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It, it, even even if you don't even believe in the adrenochrome, dude, fifteen hundred kids don't go fucking missing. Watch the Jeffrey Epstein documentary. Don't be stupid. <laughs> that, that was crazy, Jeffrey Epstein. Up. Oh. That situation is wild. And that's just the surface, bro. We've been knowing about him. We've been knowing about this shit, bro. I've been researching this shit since I was sixteen, bro. It's it's just crazy how people are just like caught by their nose. Like they can just tell you anything and you'll believe it. Yep. Like it's so crazy. Like, think for yourself. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. Programming. Yeah. Media. It's an agenda, I'm telling you, man. So, back, back to psychedelics, I had a question about, uh, so, what, like, what are the different ways you could take a psychedelic? Like, could you, like, roll up a shroom and smoke it? Hell no, that is so bad for you. <laughs> Do not smoke shrooms. Is there any that you that you could smoke or snort or anything like that, or is it just straight eating it? or? Um, tabs... Acid, you always put it on your tongue. There's no really other way to do it. Um, you could put it. I used to like put it in a piece of gum and chew it, but it's the, still the same thing. You're just putting yeah. it in your mouth. Um, shrooms, you can make shroom tea, which is really good. Um, you can put it. You can you can use it like an ingredient and put it in anything. Really, it doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna be good, but you can put yeah. it in anything. And um, I'm trying to think of what else. DMT, you smoke. Um, DMT, you can also ingest it, um, if you have an inhibitor, so it's another compound that, um, when you ingest the DMT, it reacts in your stomach and, and then activates the DMT. Yeah, no, ayahuasca, it's a compound that's made of a tree bark and then a certain leaf. So the leaf has the DMT and then the tree bark has the inhibitor that activates the DMT in your body. So you drink it and you, it lasts a very long time. It's a very powerful purging experience. Blend it up. Yeah, so it's like it's like cooked almost like in a stew. And oh, they've been doing wow. this. And they've been doing this since ancient times, How long bro. Do you trip off you that. Trip for like six, seven, eight hours, maybe longer. Um, but the thing is, is DMT is way more powerful than psychedelics. And DMT is a physical, mental, mental, and spiritual experience. Shrooms and, and acid are de are definitely those things too. Um, but I wouldn't say they're as physical as. Um, DMT. DMT. It's you will have a physical purge. You will shit yourself. You will pee yourself. <laughs> you will throw up. But that's the point of it. It's a ceremony. It's not something you recreationally do. It's to change your life and heal you, and and make you a better person and make you more. Are connected. there like different strands or different kinds of DMT? Yeah, there's five meo DMT, which is a, a a frog poison. It's like on the back of a frog. It's not poisonous to us, but it's technically a frog poison. Um, and it's, it's 5-Meo-DMT, it's just another strand, um, or another, um, compound of DMT, I should say, you trip balls too. Um, that's the only one I know of, but there may be more, I think. Um, you can always Google it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. So, so, scaling out all, this, all the psychedelics, so the first one would be the, like, the, the heaviest one is the one... From the kids. Oh, yeah. The, uh, I wouldn't even say adrenochrome is a psychedelic. I would just say... What that would you like, classify that as? I'd classify that as like a hardcore drug. I don't even know. I'd have to do more research on it. I don't know if it gives you visuals or not. I, I forgot. I read up on all the side effects and what it does, but I can't remember right now. You think it's one of the most addictive drugs? I think it's definitely one of the most addictive drugs in the world. Yeah. There's there's a reason why billionaires are addicted to it, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and capture children. I think you'd have to be addicted to something to capture children and, and torture them. So it would be like peyote 
And then DMT or DMT than peyote. I would say DMT is probably a little bit more powerful than DMT, peyote, peyote shrooms, acid. Yeah. And so if you were good, if you wanted to start, like, no, I would say starting from the lowest, maybe like shrooms, acid, peyote, DMT, ayahuasca, and yeah, I think that would be, I think that would be my classification. But I, like I said, it all depends, bro. It all yeah. depends because like. You could take shrooms, because the thing about shrooms is you could take a gram and feel nothing, but you could take 5Gs and have a more powerful trip than acid, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the thing about psychedelics, it's all varies, man. Like, there's, I can't, you can't even structure, like, yeah. where it's going to be on the on the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. So, if someone wanted to, like, try it out, you would recommend starting with, like, a tab or a sh- shrooms? Or shrooms, yeah. I'd recommend just acid or shrooms, either one, really. Yeah. It's crazy. You heard it here. <laughs> you heard it here. That's all right. I do not condone the use of drugs, by the way. Do not so, do drugs. They're uh, bad for you. To, <laughs> to end uh, every podcast, I do the quote of the day from Twitter. So I basically just search it up and mm-hmm. reread it and see how it goes. So if I can find it, here we go. Today's quote is... Imperfection is beauty, madness is genius, and it's better to be absolutely ridiculous than absolutely boring. Facts. I feel like that I am the embodiment of that quote. I like that quote. That's a very good quote. <laughs> I, love that. I love that. Perfect quote. Oh, whoopsies. Okay. We're still good. <laughs> so we still Gucci. We still <laughs> We still golden pony boy. So, perfect quote to end the podcast. Um, as I'm doing the outro here, Big Texas is going to sign his name up on the podcast uh, banner thing here. We got the one already, but you'll be number two up here. Uh, so that was the second installment of the podcast with actual audio, clear audio. We hope you enjoyed that, and uh, we hope you'll keep sticking around for more. That's such a terrible signature. <laughs> There we go. I love it. There we go. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for watching this episode of the Real Life Podcast. Uh, oh, return. We next. appreciate it. We love you. We do. Shout out my boy Garrett. Return hey. next week when I will have my brother on the podcast. Oh, shout out that boy Zook. And uh, <laughs> Zook, Sevenu, Luke, Seven Lucas, Luke. Young Lucas, Luke. however you know him. He'll be on next. Uh, Other than about- that. Also, uh, follow me oh, on yeah. Instagram, Twitter. Uh, last thing. Big, um, Tex- Big Texas Sunset Music. Texas, right? Nah, nah. Big Texas Music. Big Texas. B-I-G-T-E-X-A-S-M-U-I. No, M-U-S-I-C. The links will be Big in the description music. below. You know, you, if you know how to fucking read, you can follow me. <laughs> the links will be in the description below. Um, yeah, that's been Big Texas, and we will see you next week for my brother. <laughs>